You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, Nerd Overload's back. All right, your pop and geek culture show is coming at ya. I'm Cody, the handsome one. I'm Josh, the sensitive one. I'm Samantha, the bad boy. And I'm Joey Fatone. Uh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it. I'm, I'm continuing. Oh, You're continuing boy the boy band theme? Good. Yeah, I like that. It's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I tell you what, I can go through uh, my thing real quick. I recently downloaded the remaster of Dragon Quest oh, 1, okay. the original for the Switch the other day i downloaded i haven't played them yet yeah you know what i just downloaded the first one because it was only like five bucks and i was like i, I had just points want... i got it for free yeah i just want to kill some time yeah yeah i had some spare cash oh, from if an, you, if a you previous kill time it doesn't get much better than dragon quest yeah yeah so it is charming in its simplicity i i think i like it i mean i'm almost done with it i just have to get through the final boss and there's like barely bosses anyway yeah. um it is interesting how like bare bones this yeah. game was i mean it is literally the first of its kind yeah like. yeah it's uh, interesting that all the battles are it's okay so dragon quest is an rpg it's like pretty much what you think of when you think well, walking it's, it's around fighting things Japanese rpg style rpg game mm-hmm. and actually the first one yeah um, is it is it before fi- the original final fantasy oh yeah yeah oh okay. yeah takes a lot of things that computer RPG games had been doing beforehand mm-hmm. and boils them down into a more accessible uh, console friendly version of mm-hmm. well yeah because it was on the original it was on the Famicom yeah and it's interesting like you don't get a lot of direction you're basically just plopped down on a map and said okay beat the bad guy but we're not going to really tell you how yeah and you <laughs> just kind of wander around until you figure it out in that way it's a lot like zelda 2 mm. or like that one castlevania where oh, you're castlevania bit- 2 <laughs> castlevania 2 yeah so it's a lot like that it's interesting that all of the battles are like one-on-one which is something that you kind of take for granted with uh newer rpgs um, yeah, yeah because there's always like multiple enemies and multiple party members no there's no party members it's just you and it's just one monster there's something like really hardcore and cool about just a one-on-one. Like, it is pure stats on stats. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is also 100% a grind fest. Like to do anything, you basically have to devote a couple hours just to walking in one spot and fighting the same monsters over and over until they get too easy. Yeah, and then you move to the next area and you fight monsters over and over. Until it gets too easy. Which Sorry, you're giving me WoW flashbacks. Yeah, which mm-hmm. in most games, I don't care for the grind, but there's something about Dragon Quest grinding that just kind of is relaxing It's real. It's relax. It's mindless. It's, bas- uh-huh. it's just mindless walking in one spot and attack a thing. You can listen to like a podcast or watch a movie or something while you're doing it. It is perfect for a, a handheld. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I like RPGs better when they're handheld than when they are straight oh. console. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've finished so many more RPGs on mm-hmm. handhelds than I have on a console. I think that's why Pokemon is as big as it is, because if Pokemon were a console game first and then a handheld or whatever, it would not have gotten as big, I I believe. Yeah, well, it, it's built in, the portability is built into the design with yeah. the, the trading and the... 
battling. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, you know, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm down to the final boss. And I mean, I can fight him now, but I, you know, I just want to go in an overleveled and just just Rolling. roll through it. Bulldoze <laughs> the dragon, Draco Lord, Draco Lord, Draco Lord, Dragon Lord. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that is a little kind of off putting at first, they're using the sprites from the iOS port. They're actually not. Oh, really? They're not the... I don't know where these sprites came from. Yeah, they're, they're weird. You from, were talking about yeah. it, actually. Because I, I have the iOS port. It uses the, the Super Famicom sprites. Oh, really? I don't know where these ones must be new. They must be, but they're kind. They're a little weird. Yeah, they they clash very badly with the, the 16-bit background. Yes, that they still use. yes. It, is, it was a little jarring at first, and that's kind of why I'm putting off getting the other two. Uh, I mean, I'll get them eventually, probably. Honestly, play through the the first three games. It's mm-hmm. totally cool and totally worth it. Okay, cool. And honestly, I've, I think I've said this on here before, but the iOS ports are very good. Really? They're actually really well done ports. Mm. You wouldn't expect that because most things they put on iOS are just shovel garbage. Oh, yeah. But these are excellent ports and the portability goes up a notch when it's on your phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it, see wor- that. it works really well. I've played through the first three oh, cool. on my phone and I'm, I've been playing the fourth one recently. I think I have the fourth one on my DS. Nice. Yeah, well, the phone version of the fourth one is a straight port of the DS one. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's that's pretty much all I checked out. I was going to see Joker today, but then I felt like, no, I want to have a good day. <laughs> like, I haven't seen it either, but like the reviews are so polarized. It's either one way or the other. Well, it comes down to people who have seen other media that is like this as opposed to people who are like, this is a brand new thing that I've never seen before. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I need to see the Joker because I've seen Taxi Driver and The King, the King of, of Comedy, Comedy and and Falling Down. Have you guys ever seen Falling Down with Michael Douglas? I, no. I have seen like a, maybe a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, Falling Down is basically business guy, like an office drone who gets fired from his job he and loses it, he yeah. loses it and he goes, I'm going to walk from my business, from my office to my home because I just want to go home. And if there's anyone in my way, I'm going to stab or shoot them. And it seems like it, it seems like the Joker from all the reports I've read. And again, can't really say anything until you can't accurately judge something until you actually see it. And that's kind of why, you know, but it seems like the Joker takes elements from those three films specifically, but doesn't do any of them as well as the films that they are taken from. I saw somebody on Twitter describe it as falling clown. Fall, falling clown's very good. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, and the other thing I've, I've heard is that it actually, I, I was really expecting Joker to be like, Oh, it's they're using the name and like a couple of things, but it's it's going to be set in New York and not Gotham City, and it's barely going to have anything to do. No, no, no. Apparently, it is like full blown Gotham City. Thomas Wayne is like a major character in the film. Yeah, I read a review about it, and it kind of had like some kind of spoiler bits in it. Yeah. Why do oh. they always make Batman's villains older than Batman all the time? Yeah, it's like what is this fascination with doing this? I I don't know. I don't know. Like, do they just want the power fantasy of having, oh, man, Batman is beating up that octogenarian, (laughs) that old clown man, (laughs) that poor mentally ill old man. See, that's the thing. He's also I mean, yeah, yeah. The Joker is, you know, the movie that this is presenting, it's from the way it sounds. Again, 
don't know until we see it. And I'll probably see it sometime this week and actually have an actual review of it. But from the way it sounds, it's like, yeah, he murdered a guy, but also he's just mental, very mentally ill. Like from what I, and that like, is a little, like from what hmm. I read, like some of the things in the movie do happen. And then there are other things that actually didn't there's happen. one in, in particular that i know what you're talking about that yeah. will spoil next week but yeah so i didn't watch that because i wanted to have a good day <laughs> i don't uh, i it's not my kind of movie it, those kind of films are not usually what i go in when i see movies i don't want to leave a theater feeling worse than i did when i walked in life is hard enough yeah. i want to enjoy the media that i consume Oh, I I like a movie that makes me feel weird afterwards. Feel weird this, is one thing, but this like doesn't seem to be good enough to even elicit yeah, emotion, like yeah, and true then, emotion. Yeah, and then on top of that, you have some of the stuff that the director Todd Phillips has said about. Oh well, I had to do a, a serious movie because you can't do comedy in this in this country anymore because uh, no one can be yeah. funny without upsetting anybody. But no, that's not the case because if you can't be funny without upsetting people. And if you're you can't be funny, funny. <laughs> then then you're not really funny in the first place. But that's a completely different discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let's see. I've played a few things. Cool. I beat the feathers off of Untitled Goose Game. Everybody, nice. everybody loves that Goose Game. Mm-hmm. I think most people just like the memes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what is Untitled so, Goose Game? Untitled Goose Game is made by a a, a studio called House House. And it is a very, it's a very simple but very interesting game where you play a very rotten goose. <laughs> a nasty goose. Yeah. Isn't the, the name of the game in Japan like Beware the Mischievous Goose? Something I, like I that? Don't, I don't know, but that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, artistically, it's very interesting. It's very simple. Very simple. What just everything. There's no outlines or anything. It's all just blocks of color yeah, forming. flat color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Controls are very simple. You there's a button to honk, there's a button to grab things, there's a button to duck, and there's a button to flap no your wings goose. around. It's a goose. It, oh, not a duck. God, bad joke. <laughs> no, that was a good joke, but please continue. <laughs> but it has like elements of like a stealth game, and then you have like and it's also kind of a puzzle game because you have like this checklist of things you have to complete before you can go to the new area. What are some of the things you would have to complete? Oh, uh, let's see here. <laughs> there's a uh, there was a there was in the first level there was a thing called make a picnic and you had to drag a basket and some vegetables and a radio to a blanket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with the radio is as soon as you grab it it turns on and the noise attracts the farmer. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he'll take it away from you. But that's okay. You can you can menace the farmer and steal his keys and <laughs> you can lock him out of the garden. Lock him out of his garden and get him wet. Yep. Steal, or lo- steal his hat. Steal his hat. Uh, there's a couple characters you steal their hats. Yeah. You can straight up terrorize a child. Yes. Yep. <laughs> terrorize a child and make him lock himself in a phone booth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's it's just oh, I stole a toy that belonged to the child and put it on the counter that belongs to a shop owner. And when the kid went to pick it up, the shop owner stopped him and made him pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically just this goose that is going around terrorizing town and stealing things. You are an agent of chaos. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've been watching some gameplay of it. I watched you sit and play a little bit for a bit, and uh, it looks like a lot of fun. It is. It's very simple. You can beat it very quickly. Yeah, uh, it's like an hour and a half worth of actual gameplay. Yeah. If you're going beginning to end, yep. like speed running it. Yep. And then there's like, uh, and then after you beat the game, they give you a list of other other tasks to perform. And then after that, there are speed challenges, and it's like, oof. 
I think somebody did end up speed running it in like four minutes. That's who? Yeah. It's impressive. <laughs> but some of the best stuff, though, has been like just the storm of like art and memes that have oh, flooded yeah, the, the internet. Oh, yeah, the memes of the, the goose stealing like famous pop culture things yeah. and <laughs> terrorizing people. It's honestly almost made me sick of the goose, and I have not even played the game yet. <laughs> I mean, it was it got it got a bit hot there for a second. Yeah. I really, I really like the Metal Gear references, though. I mean, it is a stealth game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Colonel, I'm a dumb goose, and the sound of my honks are alerting the guards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> There's one point where you're, like, running through all the areas with an object, and everyone's trying to steal it from you. <laughs> the kid tried to take it away from me, and I just honked at the kid and made him cry and run away. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a, it was an interesting game. Mm-hmm. I started playing Overwatch again. I wanted, the, uh, I wanted that Bastion Lego skin, which is amazing. It's a very good skin. And it's very tactical. Like your shooting's really quiet and your footsteps are really quiet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when you when you die, you fall apart in pieces and it makes <laughs> that satisfying plastic Lego sound. Yeah. Tried some of the new characters. I'm bad at most of them. <laughs> but yeah, I'm right now I'm just kinda waiting for the Halloween event to drop because it's like the best event they have. Oh, I always I always like the Halloween event. It's it's the most fun. I got the new ukulele. Uh, ukulele in the impossible lair okay uh, it's pretty fun so is this it's, the second ukulele game it's a side game because mm. it's not a 3d platformer it's a 2d platformer oh interesting and it is a lot like the donkey kong country games oh nice uh, in a good way it's very reminiscent of like tropical freeze mm. Mm. that's a good game yeah and this <laughs> is this is just as just as good it's actually it's probably better than the first ukulele like it scratched like a niche for you yeah well, I'm always in the mood for a good platformer, and this definitely seems like it so far. It does break up the standard platform levels in between. There's like top-down puzzle solving, almost Zelda-esque mm. stuff, and you can do things in that world that affects the levels that you play. Like you could open up a dam and it floods the the level, the previous level you were at. Mm. So then when you go back, it's now it's a water level. Oh, cool! And that, I mean, that's kind of neat. I don't get Platonic's preoccupation with bees. The whole thing is collecting bees, and there, there's a queen bee, and then the the bad guy's name is Capital Bee. Mm. And it's like I don't I don't get why they're bees because the main character is a what is he, he's a gecko. Yeah, and they're and. The other one's a bat. Like I don't, I don't get where bees come in. Yeah, I don't know. But whatever. I, I like bees. Yeah, they're cute. I guess. <laughs> Doctor Bees. <laughs> what else we got? We watched a bunch of horror movies because yeah, it's October. It is October. It's yeah, time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't watched as many as we usually do because work in school. Yeah, because work in school. We're a lot busier this month than we have been previous years. October times. Okay, so but, uh, uh, what so do what we got we got. We watched first one we watched was Parents, which is a weird movie with Randy Quaid in it. Okay, <laughs> sure. It's a it's about a kid whose parents are cannibals. It's set in like the fifties. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. And because they're like a perfect, you know, fifties atomic family. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. It, it is. It's just really weird. It's shot weird. I don't know if it's like this weird. Yeah. I get what they were going yeah. for. They're going for like when you're a kid and you see something that adults are doing and you don't understand it mm-hmm. and it makes you feel weird. That's oh. what like this whole movie is. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend that one. I mean, if you want to watch something weird with cannibals in it. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. 
But I wouldn't I, say it was scary. No, definitely. It wasn't Was scary. it more like a psychological kind of film? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. But psychological was, horror is like one of my favorites. Yeah. But it was also kind of weirdly cartoonish, too. Mm. Like, like a little over the top. It couldn't decide if it wanted to be like satire or scary or, yeah. And so it ended up being weird, just weird. Like, well, in- not good at any of it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But not bad either. Mm hmm. After, what did we watch after that? Emily, yeah. Then we watched Emily, which is on, you can watch that one on Netflix. Okay. Parents is on Amazon Prime. Mm. Emily's on Netflix. It's about, (laughs) this one was pretty, like, I don't know, it was kind of weird, too. It was another weird one. We've been having. But more upsetting. Yeah. This one was, I would say it was a better movie. It's, uh, parents want to go out for their anniversary, so they hire a babysitter that they don't really know that well. Mm. Like, she's a friend of their normal babysitter is that what it is yeah a friend of air quotes there but the mm-hmm. the babysitter they hired gets abducted on the way to the house they that's, show it like right away so yeah. you know it, that's how the movie opens oh really the, oh wow the new babysitter being abducted and he's and this strange woman shows up at the house they think it's the other the babysitter they're supposed to get oh but it's not it's a crazy so lady you like, you're like oh god what is she gonna do yeah what's she gonna do to these kids and it gets weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what what stuff does she do? Like some stuff we can't. Probably... You probably can't get into a lot of the stuff. And it, well, it turns out that this woman had a child of her own that, that she accidentally smothered, mm. and wants to steal the youngest kid from this family. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty wild. That's uh huh. Yeah, it was a wild movie. Uh, yeah. Once again, like I, I didn't love it or anything, but mm-hmm. it it gives you the creepy feels. Oh yeah, she and she does a really good job. Whoever plays Emily. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And then we watched the orphanage, which is a Guillermo del Toro produced. Oh, I Spanish remember. I I remember that being a movie. thing a few years ago. And it was pretty well back, good. Yeah. The uh, family moves into uh, an old orphanage that the the mom used to live in, mm-hmm. and their kid disappears, and there's spooky children everywhere. Oh, spooky kids! Yeah, yeah, yep, it, yep. It was pretty good. Yeah, not it, bad. It wasn't super scary, but it was a good ghost story. Mm. I would say. Cool, cool. Speaking of orphanages, did you see like that that real news story that's basically the movie Orphan? Yeah. <laughs> that lady like thought she was adopting like a Ukrainian child with special needs or something, and she turns out to be like a like a twenty two year old with dwarfism or something. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. And then she and then the twenty two year old started threatening to kill the whole family. Like, yeah. It got and really so like weird. like they That's... set her up with an apartment and like moved away. But yeah. then but then they tried to take him to court for abandonment or something. Like no, she's twenty two. <laughs> okay. Did you want to talk about what is it? Heck. Oh, I forgot about Haxan. 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 Man, that is a schlocky title. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. It well, is actually a silent movie. Mm. That's How like, old is it? Oh, 20s? It's yeah. a Swedish silent movie that's probably one of the first documentaries, although it starts playing it pretty fast and loose after the first <laughs> 20 minutes, mm-hmm. about witchcraft. Oh, interesting. Huh. It, it goes over like witchcraft through the ages. It is actually the English title. Oh, it was just really, really cool imagery of okay. witches and, 
and the devil and <laughs> it's worth watching yeah so it's called hexan hexan h-a-x-a-n oh, sounds I like think, a pokemon i think there's some umlauts over the a or something oh, oh sure yeah <laughs> but but it, it it like purports itself to be a factual uh account with uh reenact well not reenactments but like what's the word just like imaginings based on true events i think is how the movie puts it mm-hmm. and it, it's one of the more entertaining silent movies i've yeah. ever seen like it definitely holds your attention okay interesting wait so it's a documentary but it's also a silent film mm-hmm. you huh. read a lot no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is actually a voiced version that i wish we would have watched mm-hmm. uh that's narrated by william s burroughs oh nice <laughs> yeah and nice. has a jazz soundtrack behind it <laughs> excellent I, I might go back and watch it again that way yeah that'd be pretty cool didn't you say it cut some parts out though yeah because it's a little it's pretty risque for the time like oh you might, really you might see a butt cheek. yeah you might see a butt oh man <laughs> <laughs> well, and it talks about the devil a lot yeah Apparently, witches uh, like to kiss the devil's butt. Uh, oh, fun. Yeah, fun. yeah and they yeah. show it. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of really good special effects for the time. Like, there's mm-hmm. some cool stuff. So, you said this movie was made in the 20s? I think, or the 30s. Let me check real yeah. quick. Well, while you're checking that out, um, this uh, horror movie talk and things with umlaus um, <laughs> reminded me. I did watch a scary movie. Well, yeah. not well, not no. It wasn't a scary movie. It was a dumb, badly produced movie. Ever told you guys about the movie Black Roses? No. The name sounds familiar. Okay, so it is one of those '80s horror movies that is like. The, the trouble with heavy metal music. Oh. So it's like uh, uh, an evil heavy metal band comes into this little town to perform like five or six like concerts mm. and they're like turning the town into like all the town's kids into like punkers or whatever. <laughs> but then the band is also, they're also monsters. <laughs> and like the prost- some of the prosthetic work is kind of interesting. Uh, at one point there is a monster that comes through a speaker and grabs like the guy, one of the guys from uh, uh, the Sopranos. <laughs> this sounds really familiar. And uh, the <laughs> it's, but some of the other effects, like it's just a, a dollar store skeleton that they <laughs> shake around. <laughs> so like Army of Darkness. It, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, house, on, yeah. house on the Hill. Is that the... It kind of. Yeah, that yeah. too. I think it's, I might have seen this movie. This yeah, sounds really it's, familiar. It's, it's pretty cheesy. I mean, the the hero of the movie is a, um, a high school teacher with a weird mustache <laughs> that ha- just has a like a jug of gasoline that he lights things on fire with. <laughs> That's basically it. It's it's bad. It's it's one of those enjoyably bad movies, but it's technically a horror movie. Like Chopping Mall. Kind of yes, a lot like Chopping Mall. Everybody should watch. I love everyone that movie. should watch Chopperoni. Anyway, ha- uh, Hackson was was uh, completed in 1920 and released in 1922. Oh wow! It's based okay. on the director's research into the Malleus Malefactorum which was a 15th century guidebook for inquisitors dealing with witches. Interesting. Very interesting. Huh. I just wanted to say Malleus Malefactorum. That's pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty yeah. like Warhammer 40K sounding guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all this talk about like horror movies and stuff, it makes me want to go back and watch some of my like favorite kind of horror, but also sort of not horror movies. 
Yeah. Like, uh, like let the right one in. Oh, that's a good that one. Was, I, I, on <laughs> I love that movie. That's a very good one. Like the American remake is okay. Is, is not bad. Let me in's okay, but let the right one is oh, really it's good. So good. Yeah. It almost made me want to read the book, but then I read stuff about the book and I was mm-hmm. like, no. All right. Well, Hey, let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we'll uh, get into some news. Ooh. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now. Hit it! I wouldn't change places with anyone tonight. We'll carve pumpkin faces and watch the witches flight. Every human heart will shudder. Every soul will shake with fear. Tonight, the creepiest. Tonight, the scariest. Tonight, the most wonderful night uh, oh. the year. anything can happen on Halloween dog could turn into a cat There may be a toad in your bass guitar Or your sister could turn into a bat Christmas time brings the snow Summertime brings the sun But on Halloween your blood begins to run Something spooky is going down Better than a video Gremlin's gonna mess up Every cassette from London to Idaho April 1st can be fun New Year's Eve is a bore But on Halloween Your flesh begins to grow Oh, I'm losing control Sardine, your dentist could turn into a queen. Has anybody seen my tambourine? I may start playing big 
sexiest night you've ever seen. This hairy, scary, creepy, crawling, Halloween. Welcome back to Nerd Overload. <laughs> that was the Halloween song from the worst witch. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh is so good. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back. We're going to talk about some news. In uh, case you people couldn't pick it up, he was being Tim Curry. Yeah. Oh, no, everybody. No, everybody knew I was being <laughs> yeah. Tim Curry. We played that because it's October now. It's October. We play spooky songs. Spooky songs. It's, it's Halloween times. As is tradition. Yes. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of news. What do we want to start with? There's a bit. I mean, there's a lot of like little stuff because it was a New York Comic Con last weekend. Yep. And a bunch of little news has kind of trickled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the big news only comes from San Diego, but the little news comes from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, you know what? Let's, uh, you know, I'm going to take the reins on this one. Let's start with the one that like... It came out right before Comic-Con started, and it was, like, one of the weirdest things. So, Wendy's made a D&D. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, yeah. Wendy's made a D&D. They made, yeah, they made their own tabletop role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Module thing. G- game. It's an, in, it's an it's, entire It's system. an entire game system <laughs> based around uh, saving the land from frozen beef. <laughs> From the deep freeze. From the deep freeze, yes. The art looks amazing. It is really good. They did a very good job like, with it this was, whole thing. It was very reminiscent of like D&D 3.5 like books, like uh-huh. the way the art was. And I was like, which a lot of that was done by like Todd Lockwood and stuff. And I'm like, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole thing is free online. Like they put the entire thing out just for free as a yep, PDF. You can, yep, you can download a PDF for it. I'm sure mm-hmm. they're going to start selling it as a real book. They've soon. been talking about, yeah, well, I've been well, kind of following were, it. There were, I thought there were real books at There Comic-Con. were limited uh, editions of the real book at a New York Comic Con. And then uh, people on Twitter keep asking them, are you going to put out a real book? And their Twitter account, which is notoriously pretty coy and pretty like snarky about things, is like, We've seen some. We we've been talking to some people. They also so they're had probably going to be They also had some it. very limited edition dice. They did. Yes. There's d20s and and on the twenty instead of a twenty, it was Wendy's face. Oh, so that's pretty cool. It was a white dice. That's pretty cool. So along with that, the tabletop live play juggernaut, whatever you want to call role. it, Critical Role, the very popular D and D. I have never watched an entire episode of Critical Role. No, I haven't either. I something about it just. Mm, I get tired I of hearing Matt Mercer's name. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm and, sure he's a wonderful yeah, and human heard being. Nothing but good things. And about and him. <laughs> and and I'm sure the podcast has brought a lot of attention to D and D and got people started. Mm-hmm. But I am sick and tired of seeing his name plastered everywhere <laughs> every single little thing yeah it's at this point it's one of those things where i'm avoiding it on principle but they <laughs> but they did a one shot where they played the game the the game where i think one of them was like from the land of spicy chicken <laughs> and one one was a frosty night or a frosty witch or something <laughs> yeah i i want to play i want to i want to do a, a a game of it i think yeah. it looks pretty fun it'd be interesting yeah it, it's definitely it definitely wouldn't be the weirdest role playing game I've ever done. Oh no, no, sure. I mean I have I have Pugmire at home. Or mm. your dogs. Oh yeah. Wasn't there one that the, oh, 
this is apropos of nothing. There was a, a web comic a while back called Battle Pug, and I'm pretty sure they did a D&D module of that where you're a bar- barbarian riding on the back of a giant uh, <laughs> giant uh, horse-sized pug. I mean, probably. Yeah. That seems like a thing that exists. The Adventure Zone has always been the, the D&D podcast for me. Yeah. I love it because they're not very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's one that I listen to called uh, Gem Jammer. They're doing, it's a spell jammer. Oh, uh, spell jammer's neat. Yeah, and they basically use it as an excuse to go from planet to planet and use different rule sets mm-hmm. with their uh, thing. There was a uh, there was another D&D module a while ago that uh, allowed you to like kind of travel between realities or whatever, and it was called, um, I can't remember what it was called, but it had like, basically there was a place with a bunch of doors, and it was almost like like the forest in Nightmare Before Christmas where it just led oh, to different yeah. places. Oh, yeah, okay. But you could go from like you could go from like Forgotten Realms to like the Dragonlance world or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty. I cool. just can't remember the name of it. Yeah, the forest. What has the many doors? <laughs> that's what it was called. Yeah, I just wanted to see a movie where Jack goes to goes to St. Patrick Land, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone is drunk. <laughs> uh, What's this? The smell of vomit in the air. What's this? Everyone has red hair. What's this? <laughs> uh, all right, so let's go ahead and move on to another topic because, like, the Wendy's thing. Yeah, they did a D and D, and it's pretty great. And that's that's the that's the that's the news. In I want to say it's in November. Wizards is releasing an, an official like Rick and Morty like follow up to their last thing they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's going to be like an actual like D&D set. Gotcha. Okay. Well, hey, speaking of Rick and Morty, there was a trailer for the new season or half season or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Five episodes, I guess. Is yeah. All it is. I mean, if they got contracted to do nine more seasons, I'd want to do less, less work per season too. <laughs> well, yeah. No, they got contracted to do like 70 episodes or something. Something, something ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Something I know they don't have the material for. Yeah, but anyway, this trailer for season four, it looks fine. I will be honest, I fell off of Rick and Morty pretty early. <laughs> After the sauce incident? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, the sauce thing really kind of burnt me. After, uh, after you saw that man rolling on the floor and making weird noises. Yelling Pickle, Rick, Rick. Pickle yeah. Rick and squealing like a pig. Yeah. <laughs> to try and get his sauce at McDonald's. His weird McDonald's sauce. Yeah, that was a weird thing that... <laughs> Uh, really kind of soured me on the whole thing, but they Sour were, pickles. they were, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you should cut in the sounds of him squealing. No, uh, no one to hear that. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, anyway, yeah, it, I kind of soured on it, but the, uh, there were a couple good jokes in that trailer. I mean, I won't watch this season, but <laughs> it's mercifully short. Yes. Mercifully short. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Which, uh, Every season they've had since the first one has had about five epi- good episodes in it. Yeah. So maybe these will be all five good ones. Or maybe they'll be the five bad ones. We'll just have to wait and see. Just roll the dice and find out, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the me sixes are coming back, so I'm excited. And Mr. The, P- the, the little oh, yeah. PB... BB, PBH? Yeah. <laughs> Seems yeah. like he's teaching college now. Did they need to bring the Meeseeks back, though? Remember when they brought back Interdimensional Cable and it wasn't <laughs> as good? <laughs> yeah. Well, even Rick is like, what are you doing? Like, a sequel for some reason. Yeah. yeah. At least the creators are kind of aware that when they're phoning it in. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that is a little bit of the charm is for them to say, yeah, we're making this cartoon that people seem to love, but we just don't care. (laughs) And some of the fans make us really hate it. Like they're like a show. I've never seen a show for better or worse. I've never seen a show have so much disdain for their own for itself, for itself (laughs) and its own fans and viewers. Like a South Park that we watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we watched one of the new South Parks because I was I was curious. Yeah, sure. I used to be a huge South Park fan. Uh-huh. It's it's kind of. I've I kind still of have a soft it. spot for um for uh, Trey Parker, Matt yeah. and Trey. Yeah. And there, there was a, Randy in the show went on a tirade about how he hate, he hated South Park and forget South Park like the town. Yeah, and it sounded like Matt and Trey were speaking directly at us, the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's very clear that they don't want to do the show anymore, but they kind of have to because, because that's their job. It's what yeah, it's what people it, know them for. It now. doesn't even have the South Park theme song anymore. Oh, really? Now it's well. In the plot, Randy has started a pot farm because they live in California, not in California, in Colorado, where it's legal. Oh yeah. So he's up and moved their whole family out to the country to grow weed at his pot farm called Integrity Farms. <laughs> so the opening is Tegrity Farms and the in secret that instrumental that dun, 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 mm-hmm. he just goes Tegrity Farms, Tegrity Farms over top of it. <laughs> like wow. so they're like trying to like halfway turn it into a different show, even though it's still the same show. Well, you know, you gotta hand it to him, you gotta you know, they gotta try something different. It's been fifty years. <laughs> and the ep- yeah, and the episode itself was not great. It wasn't bad. It wasn't outwardly bad, but yeah, it was. Do you just... feel like maybe South Park's lost its teeth a little bit, mm. or maybe the people just don't care about it anymore? I think it's the. I think it's that. I think that people. I don't think it's gotten on its own. I don't think it's gotten worse, but people care less, so the creators know that they could just put in less effort. I think it's snake eating its own tail of apathy mm. and less people caring about the show, which causes more apathy, which causes less people to care about the True. show. I think the, the concept of this episode was good. I just don't think they fulfilled it well mm. enough. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. the whole the whole conceit of it was that it was oh, it's, it's too political. OK, <laughs> let's. And that's and that's kind of the other thing. It's gotten incredibly political yeah. a lot of times. I mean. Don't talk about like things that like, you know, shows that have been going on that probably should end. And this isn't on the list, but it, what there was a Comic-Con announcement is they released a um, the new opening for the new Steven Universe. Yeah, this is the final season. Yes, yeah. it, they, they said it's going to be the final Where season. Where it's kind of in the future a little bit. or yep. li- a it, little takes bit. Pl- it takes place pretty much right after the movie. After the movie, yeah. yeah. It's a mini-series event. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, and that's co- fine. Yeah. To co- wrap up everything? I sure. Mean, the tail end of the show basically was all just a mini series because they stopped putting out regular episodes at a regular the Steven bombs. Yeah. And they yeah. started doing like five episodes every couple of months. Uh, yeah. Cartoon network does dumb stuff with their schedules like that. I yeah. I really wish they wouldn't. Yeah. But then again, if they're doing it like that, that is very similar to the Rick and Morty thing. Or like we, uh, before the show, we mentioned the venture, venture brothers. brothers where venture brothers basically are told, Hey, we love your show. Just do at your own pace. And put them out whenever you have a couple done. Well, that's the thing. With Venture Brothers, there is no bad episodes of Venture Brothers. That's and that's yeah. great. Like the show great. the show is on fire every episode. And with the Steven Bombs, I mean it's like, you know, they have the time to Yeah, but also make their show. There were there were some episodes that weren't as good. Well, there's there's some definite filler in there. There's some oh, definite yeah. filler, but <laughs> also 
there's merchandise for Steven Universe where there is no merchandise for Venture Brothers. That's not a Venture, That's Venture not Brothers true. sells T-shirts and DVDs. They can you buy a toy? Of I think there's figures. I actually think there there's figures. There was once. There was one at one, one time. time. They did like collectible Mego style yeah. Venture Brothers figures. But like the um, during Adult Swim's heyday. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. like a good section of Hot Topic is Steven Universe stuff. Yeah. So like they have to they have to put stuff out. Yeah, I know. I look at that stuff every time I come. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah. the, they release the thing. It's basically the opening for the miniseries, mm-hmm. and it's basically just a song. It's a, it's, it's a the cha- theme sequence. Well, it's no, it's a song for that's in the movie. Oh, well, I haven't yeah. seen the movie yet. So. Yeah, it's 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 not even really a hundred percent the the original theme anymore. No, it's, yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty much pretty different. Yeah. yeah, it's a different series. They said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they said Steven Universe ended. This is a new series. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. Steven Universe Future is mm-hmm. the title. Speaking of shows that could be ending, did you know that Family Guy isn't re-upped for another season? Good, fine. Yeah. Not that any of us like Family Guy, but it's just weird that like, I like old Family Guy. Yeah, that like yeah, it's been a staple of Fox so long, and they haven't re-upped it past this season. Huh. Well, so, they'll they'll figure something out. Yeah, they'll, well, it'll like, get. Does Disney not want to do this raunchy, dirty show? Is that is that what it is? No, like, there there's probably going to be something behind it. You know. Um. Okay. So other trailers of things. There was another trailer for Star Trek Picard, and it's. It, it seemed to focus more on, well, I mean, focused on laser beams. Well, yes. <laughs> this, well, this one had more plot. Yeah, stuff to grab onto. The other ones were just like some images. Yeah, <laughs> and some old faces returning. Yeah, Riker's back. <laughs> Riker and Deanna Troy. Yep, it looked like. Yep, and their child. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty great. <laughs> and how and how Riker kind of sounded kind of done with his yeah. kid. <laughs> It it looks good. I'm a little I'm still a little concerned about the series on the whole because a lot of modern day Star Trek is all about the laser beams it's in the, space. The flash. <laughs> and the flash and it's more about the flash and not the substance. Yeah. 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 And like a lot of the shots are in like weird sepia tone. Yeah. Like the the trailer was very brown, except for when they were in space, which is which, which in is which they black. were very blue. <laughs> yeah. It was that was a little troubling. Also, the amount of like laser beams and explosions and stuff is almost reminiscent of the new Trek or like the Discovery. I'm kind of hoping that's like maybe like a episode because a lot of those seem it's like good the sci-fi. Same. It's not Star Trek. Yeah, it's not. It's not next gen. Next gen was not about blowing stuff up and running down hallways. Nope. Every next gen was some deeper fil- philosophical thing, and then you see two ships. One shoots the other, the other one blows up, and then it's done. Yeah. It's the submarine battles. Star Trek is submarine battles. Star yeah. Wars is flying through space real fast. Yeah. Well, Star Wars is World War II fighter planes. Yeah. So it's a little troubling. I'm still a little concerned. I have a feeling that when Picard is all said and done, people are going to go, wow, the episodes where they're like, hey, there's Seven of Nine. Here's, there's Riker. I know those people. Those are going to be the good ones. I clapped. The, I clapped when I saw it. I clapped them. when I saw it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the episodes that have any like new characters or new content or anything that progresses the plot is going to be looked at and gone. Eh, kind of sucks. Yeah, where's the tribbles? Yeah, where's, where's the man? That that Vol- Give me Worf. Yeah, where's Worf? That's what they should have done. Instead of getting like Vulcan Swordman guy, they should have had Worf. They should have had Worf. They should have had Son of Worf. 
not a wharf. Uh, David. I was a yeah, David. I yeah. was a teenage wharf. <laughs> well, that depends on how they're gonna do it because I don't know if the if the Star Trek Online stuff is canon or not. Mm. Because in that, David joined a bunch of Klingon rebels and then he eventually dies. Well, yeah. I have a feeling that in the trailer for Picard, that uh, Starship Captain with the cigar, the one that looks like Han Solo, is probably going to be the son of someone. Mm. It's Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he, when you die in Star Wars, you appear in Star Trek. You Yes, that's it. That's how it goes. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that that CBS and Paramount are so eager to make new Star Trek content because they want that Star Trek money. Mm-hmm. But I just wish they got what Star Trek was a little yeah. better. Yeah, and and yeah, or I, didn't actively try to make it something it wasn't. Don't make it Star Wars. That is, it's because they were afraid that their viewership won't pay attention to a smart heady show with not a lot of action that's a lot of talking because yeah if you go back with if you go back and watch old star trek with the new star trek mindset it is kind of boring it's boring i mean there's like there's like like whole episodes where it's a shot on the ship and it's this interpersonal relationship which don't get me wrong i loved that's the those are the best episodes like they're all like playing poker together yeah or, you know, some weird holodeck thing. Listen, not every episode could be the Borg. Yeah. Exactly. But, like, but this trailer look, makes it look like it's all going to be the Borg. Oh, I forgot the name of the Seth MacFarlane Star Trek show. Orville. Orville. Orville's not always action. Orville like, is more like... Star Trek than modern Star Trek. Yeah. And people like it just fine. Yeah. And they should because and it's they good. should. <laughs> Orville is great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. It is a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love Star Trek, and I feel that the the amount of years from the end of Enterprise and the new movies to uh-huh. to the, like the newest Star Trek thing when the J.J. Abrams stuff was coming out was so far displaced. Yeah, that plus I, Enterprise didn't do very well. No, and it wasn't it wasn't very good. I blame Scott Bakula. Like there was some good acting <laughs> in the show. Should have quantum leaped into a better show. Yeah, I mean there was some good acting in the show. There was just a lot of bad writing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing you can't have with Star you Trek. Can't, yeah. <laughs> no, like it tripped over its, itself and its own continuity. But you know what? If you put enough lens flares and flashes <laughs> and explosions, you can mask bad writing with things blowed up. Well, don't get me wrong. I watched all the J.J. Abrams movies in the theaters. Oh, I did too. And yeah. they, and they, they, were, were, they, were, and they were fine sci-fi action films that yeah. weren't Star Trek. Yeah. They should have never gave Star Trek to J.J. Abrams. Yeah. That was... I'm not kind of a mistake. I'm not excited for more J.J. Abrams Star Wars either. Uh, I mean, I want to see the movie. When I want to see it as soon as possible when it comes out. I'm but. very curious to see how it goes. My, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think I may be one of the few people that actually liked uh, the second one. I like the Last like Jedi. You like you like Last Jedi? Jedi? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I the pacing too. wasn't the best, but it's still a good movie. It lost me at Casino Planet. Honestly, that could have been removed completely from the script and it wouldn't have it, affected it would have, the overall story. It would have flowed a lot better. Like if they would have spent the whole movie with Finn in a coma and had Finn have a triumphant return in this one, in the third one or ninth one rather, mm-hmm. I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have flowed a lot better. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't like how there doesn't seem to be any Rose merchandise. And that they've actively that is, they've actively erased her from merchandise she used to be on. That bothers me. Yeah. Yes. I'm wondering yes. if maybe they're trying to like maybe when the movie comes out we'll see more stuff. 
I know what they're trying to do is they remember that people didn't like Rose because people are awful. Yeah. Human beings are awful. Oh, yeah. And I felt, and I felt really bad for that Disney poor actress. playing it safe. I thought she was a delight. I thought she was the great. better parts of the movie. Yeah. I <laughs> the, liked only her thing I, the only thing I didn't like about her character was the forced uh, romantic thing at yeah. the very end. That was weird. Yeah, that was the everything, part I didn't like. Everything about, else about her character I enjoyed. And the actress was so excited to be in a in Star Wars, Star Wars, Wars And people ruined it. Yeah. People ruined it. And that is... And if you really think about uh, it, Star Wars fans have ruined a lot of things for a lot of Star Wars actors. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy who played Jar Jar Binks had a real hard time. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't like the character, but the actor did not deserve the flack that, that he that got. That is the thing. People, you take a role, you act in the role, people shouldn't catch crap for a bad movie role. If exactly. it's written... Unless they ruined and le- it. Unless they actively <laughs> ruined it. But the guy that played Jar Jar was the best Jar Jar he could be. Could yeah, tell. he did the best he could <laughs> given the material. Rose did the best she could given the material, and by and large, she was great. But people have very weird and bad preconceived notions about how they want their Star Wars to be, and they ruined it. It makes me ashamed to be a Star Wars fan. Oh yeah, I thought uh, Mark Hamill was amazing. In it. I thought he I was loved too. His performance. Yeah, I thought he was too. I was fine with Big Lebowski Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people wanted him to be a cartoon character or to be some legendary like hero being yeah but he was instead an actual human being yeah which he'd been the whole time yeah it was a natural progression for luke's character to become it's a, a n- weird hermit yeah. it's because nat- that's because that's how he learned how to be as a, a jedi <laughs> from a weird hermit. He, two weird her- two exactly. weird hermits yeah so it's like okay i guess this is what i go do yeah, now this i have is to what jedis do i apparently. have to go get my green milk from right from the tap <laughs> Speaking That's of Star Wars, me. though, uh, did you see that the the guy who played uh, Wedge is coming back? Yeah, Wedge is coming back. Whoop-de-doo! They, they ran out of people to bring back, so now they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. I clapped. I clapped when I saw it. <laughs> I mean, in the in the extended universe stuff, he was kind of a bigger character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a couple movies from now, they're going to have to try and get you excited about um, Figrin Dan coming Oh man, back. I would be totally ready for figuring Dan in the modal nodes. Guys, guys, Max Rebo is in this one. <laughs> man, I really hope that the Mandalorian just does gangbusters. Oh, oh so cool. we talked about really... this last time. Yeah. I think. Yeah. About how it looks like the Star Wars movie they or show they made for me personally. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, I saw some figures and stuff for the for the show. It's not IG eighty eight. It's IG eleven. Huh. Oh, nice. Okay his brother yeah i mean he's probably the long line of all those stupid droids oh sure yeah well that was his whole bit that he was creating yeah he was he was bounty hunting to save money to build a bunch of droids and then put his brain into all the droids for a droid uprising yeah yep yep they're all connected yep oh hey uh so let's move on to another thing so hey remember when spider-man wasn't gonna be in the marvel movies anymore and i said and i specifically said they're gonna fix this this isn't news guess what they fixed it. They it wasn't fixed news. it. It wasn't news. Yeah, the, I called it banner comes down. Yeah. <laughs> the room's full ba, of balloons. The shark out and sweep yeah. up all this confetti. <laughs> yep. Apparently, Tom Holland did a lot of the legwork. He did. And, I got to uh, hand it to him. Yeah. yeah. And convinced the head of Sony and Disney's Bob Iger to work it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, so what's going to happen is uh, there's going to be one more uh, Marvel and Disney produced, co-produced Spider-Man standalone film. And then he is going to show up again one more time in a crossover event type movie. And then that's it. That's it for the, the contract. Until they have to work out another one. Until they do. Ba- basically, yeah. <laughs> or, 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 we'll, or we'll get Night Monkey. <laughs> or, or until Disney purchases all of known fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Which is coming. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. But hey, if they could buy Redwall, that'd be great. I'd love to see some Disney produced Redwall. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty great. Yeah. They might own it and not even know. Yeah. At this point, you know. <laughs> I have to go back and look to see who made the TV shows. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, this is, I mean, this is pretty pretty big, exciting news. I'm glad that they're going to continue doing good Spider-Man movies. Tom Holland's a delight. I can imagine like, him just standing there, like, like looking at both of them in the office, like, kind of, like, fiddling with his hoodie or whatever. goes, <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> Don't you love me anymore? Call <laughs> me, Daddy, please. <laughs> Tommy need a bigger paycheck, <laughs> but I love him. Like he's yeah. he's a delight to follow on social media and stuff. Yes, yeah. He's the best live action Spider Man we've had. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, except for Japanese Spider Man, <laughs> Supida Man. Supida Man. I mean, he's the emissary of hell. How can you he beat is that? The emissary of hell. I Spider Man. I had no idea how they were gonna write themselves out of the hole they made with the last movie without spider-man actually being there yeah my so now we don't have to worry about we it. don't have to worry about that we're going to get one more movie about people knowing that peter parker's spider-man and dealing with that and then somehow something's going to happen He's which gonna fall into the spider-verse it's going to fall into the well they're setting up multi, a multiverse in dr strange so that's an easy out i honestly if i really hope this next spider-man movie has to do with craven the hunter that would be nice. Yeah, that's something we haven't seen yet. And with people knowing his true identity and thinking that he murdered someone, it makes perfect sense that the world's greatest big game hunter is going to come after. Yeah. 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 Well, I read an article the other day where, you know, if you look at Far From Home again, there's a possibility that Mysterio might not even really be dead. Oh, sure. Well, I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's not. Yeah. It would be nice for a movie to not kill their antagonist. That's why I loved about uh, Homecoming. Yeah. Vulture just went to jail. He didn't die. See? Yeah. That's good. Because you don't want a high school kid killing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, also the fact that Michael Keaton was a delight in that role. Yeah. He was very good. He was terrifying just as himself. That was mm-hmm. such a good movie. Yeah. All the spider, all the new Spider-Man, both the new Spider-Mans are good. Though, looking back on it, he did feel pretty shoehorned into the Civil War. Like, he's just some kid that Tony Stark happened to, like, but it read was, about. No, but uh, I, mean, I mean, I liked it. I liked that, though. Oh, no. Yeah. God, that was some of the best stuff. That made me instantly fall in love with the yeah. with the character. We, we mm. knew just as much as we needed to about Spider-Man to put him into Civil War. I think that yep. made him more exciting. Absolutely. And the fact they didn't rehash his origin story We again. haven't got us, gotten an origin story for this Spider-Man. <laughs> we and we know it. <laughs> we know it. We don't need to know it. Yeah. I wish good. DC would figure that out and stop shooting the Waynes. <laughs> it happens in Joker. I know. <laughs> that was my Joker. That's, that's my Joker audition laugh. <laughs> That I just did. <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. 100%. I, I saw on Twitter where people had been changing his laugh in a scene to different pop culture Yeah, laughs. and the that's Seth Rogen good. one killed me. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I that's like really the good. Peter Griffin one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <Yeah. laughs> hey, Batman. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, we are at time, so we should probably go ahead and wrap things up for the wow. week. Wow. We didn't yeah. use any of this. Stuff. We. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, plenty for next week, so we're good. We ranted. Yeah. So anyway, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. Get your parents' permission to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. We are also on various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. We have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerdoverloadnow. If you like the show and want to help support us, you can get the show a couple days early, which is pretty neat. And shirts. We sell shirts. Go to Nerd Overload and click the store link. They're over there. They're uh, they're good good shirts. We all own some. We do own some. I own yes. all of them. <laughs> yeah. Collect them all. Collect them all. Envy of your neighborhood. That's exactly, exactly right. And it helps support the show. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thank you again for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Pizza out. <laughs> <laughs>